Welcome to another episode of You Don't Need a Do-Over, You Need an Action Plan. I'm your host, Jermaine Donaldson, and today we'll be talking with one of my good friends, Elijah Conalon, on the topic of work. Elijah is the co-founder and managing partner at Zedio Global, a visionary and transformative leader. Elijah has more than 15 years of sales, business development, leadership, consulting, coaching, public speaking, and group facilitation experience. Prior to launching Zedio Global, Elijah served as Vice President of Sales and Business Development at Sourcing Industry Group, also known as SAG. And I've known this guy. I actually had the pleasure of working with this guy, and he's just determined to be successful, and he puts in the work. A lot of people talk it, but not everybody walk it, and I love that about him. So welcome to the show, Elijah. How are you today? I'm doing great, Jermaine. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Well, great, great for joining. Well, I'm, I'm super stoked to pick your brain and get some of your wisdom out to the listeners. I know I start each session with a quote, and when I thought about work, this one just sticks with me. Success isn't always about greatness. It's about consistency. Consistent hard work leads to success, and then greatness will come. Now, when you hear that quote, what does that quote mean to you, and how has it shaped your role in your career? Yeah, so it's a it's a great quote and and a great starting point for our, our conversation. So there's a lot to unpack in this quote. So let let's start with the correlation between success and greatness. So not everyone defines success or greatness the same way. As such, it's really critical that everyone first determine their individual definition of success. I want to say that again. It's critical that everyone first determine their individual definition of success. Now, after I, you, we, a person has absolute clarity on their definition of success, then we can properly determine what greatness looks like. In terms of hard work, I absolutely agree uh, that, you know, with this quote, uh, there is a correlation uh, that, that is aligned with in terms of strong work ethic will ultimately lead to some varying level of success. Uh, there's, you could see that throughout history. You could see that in, in your own work or in the, li- in the listeners who are listening to this right now. They could see that in their own lives. But mm-hmm. the bigger question is, is what you're working so hard for, is that your definition of success? And that's where wow. the question gets a lot deeper. And, and let, me, let me give you an example. Or let me give you a for instance. So I spent, as you know, Jermaine, a better part of my professional life climbing the corporate ladder only to find that when I got to a certain level of success, I was climbing the wrong ladder. In other words, my original definition of success, whether it be more money, more prestige, bigger titles, bigger expense accounts, whatever that is, ended up being different from what I truly valued. Now, don't get me wrong, I enjoyed my time in corporate America and would not change anything. I learned more than I could possibly summarize in a short podcast, Frankly, I developed a variety of skills and competencies, but most importantly, I had the pleasure of working with great internal and external customers, you being one of those. It Mm. provided me with the experience I needed to start my own company and thus redefine what success means for me. So the two most critical elements in defining success and greatness is a clear vision. As it relates to vision, I love what Andy Stanley has to say, Everyone will end up somewhere. Some of us will end up somewhere on purpose. 
when I listen to you and hear you share that, first, it makes me think that's a very thorough answer, and people need to be more explicit about how they define greatness and the effort they put behind the work that they do in hopes of getting to success. And again, that makes me lead right into the next question. What do you believe to be the confidence in your character that have aided you as you have navigated through your career? Because it's a lot of people that get caught by one thing and they drive after that, then they switch and they drive after that. But what makes them have success in multiple different places is their character. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the first thing for me goes back to almost where we left off in the previous question, which is work ethic. You know, I think there's a common misconception today because we live in a world where it's so easy to get anything. You can pull up your Amazon app right now and you can have what almost anything you want uh, within two to three business days. Right. So, so this is sort of, this is sort of and gotten into our psyche as a society. And, and we all, whether we are aware of it or not, we tend to have this feeling that, you know, success is going to come really quickly. Um, this is something that's going to happen. I won't say overnight because that's cliche, but, but I think we have this built into our society today that success comes quickly and it comes maybe with less effort than what you had originally intended. So I would say work ethic is, is, is absolutely critical. Uh, you have to have a strong and consistent work ethic. Also, core values. You have to understand what your core values are. For me, it's honesty, it's integrity, it's personal responsibility, transparency, and humility. You don't see a lot of those things happening. You don't see these core values really demonstrated so much, especially if you look at our political environment and things of that nature. And, and I don't want to get into politics. I'm just saying that you don't see humility on display too much in our society today. But it's out there, and, and people do value that. So it's really important that, that people understand, again, their individual core values. These are things that you're not going to negotiate on. These are your core values, and you need to remain true to those no matter what the cost. Also, coaching, being coachable, and also learning. This is cliche, but it has to be said. You will never stop learning. As a professional, mm -hmm. as a parent, as, as a mentor, uh, whatever it is, you will never stop learning. You shouldn't stop learning, I should say. You can choose to stop learning, but in, in my estimation and in my experience, that would be extremely detrimental. So you got to be coachable. you got to be willing to listen to people who are speaking truth into your life and into your career. you got to be willing to take that, that feedback, and you got to be willing to put it into action so that you continue to grow and that you continue to learn. Also, an unrelenting desire to keep getting better for everyone. And for me, that, that, I define that as, you know, really my clients, my superiors, the people that I report to, uh, my employees, the people who report to me, my family, and, of course, myself. You have to have that unrelenting desire to continue to get better. And, and I would argue that you won't get better unless work ethic, core values, and coachability are a part of that equation. That's really good. So with, with all of those very, very clear reasons to have this constant character, you said it best. It's not easy, and not everybody have those things in their character. So knowing that those are traits that you're striving after and trying to demonstrate every day, how do you personally measure success? 
I mean, what are what are you looking at, and what are you saying? These are the things that I I, I say, hey, if I do this or I do that, I've achieved success. Yeah, that's a that's a great question. I would and I would tell you in full transparency again because that's a core value of mine. That had you asked me this question five, six, seven, eight years ago, it would be a different answer. If you'd asked me this question back then, it would it would send it would basically revolve around money, right? I, mm. just, I wanted to make the biggest salary I could. I wanted to make all the money that I could. And 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 don't get me wrong, I still want to earn a comfortable living. I mean, there's no question about that. But it's a, it's a shift in focus, right? It's a shift in focus. So here's how I measure success. For me, success is really measured primarily. It's in the how. But I always ask the following questions. How many lives can I impact? And how will people remember time spent with me? Greatness is found in serving people with intentionality and consistency. So it's about serving people. That's, that's what really was complete shift in focus for me. And I, I won't even say that I've got this all figured out yet. I'm still learning, right? Because you're mm-hmm. always still learning. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you that my, my focus has shifted. If I can serve people well, then I know that all the other stuff is going to be taken care of. So primarily, that's how I measure success is how many people, how many lives can I impact? And when, when, when we get off of this call today, Jermaine, I want you to think, gosh, that was a really bad, I got something from that. Every time mm-hmm. I talk to a client, every time I talk to someone that I'm, I'm coaching, someone that's in our visioneering program or that's in our executive coaching or life coaching program, uh, or even in a group training session that we do, uh, I want them to come away from that and say, I got something valuable from it. And if I can do that, then I would measure that as success. The spot on, and I I'm, can't wait to hear the feedback that we'll get from our listeners as they incorporate that into their lives. So I look at myself, and I look at the way that I kind of view a year, and I have a kind of a vision casting, dream fulfillment thing that I do at the end of each year that helps me kind of reflect and then appear into what I believe and what I hope will be my future for the next year. And I, I write all that stuff down. I know people who have vision boards. There's a lot of different ways that they do it. And I know for my time, you know, even that I spent with you in the past, that very detail-oriented in the way that you view and, and are able to set goals and strategically come up with plans to reach them. So I love to know and I love for our, our listeners to hear when a year starts, how do you review the previous year, and how do you set goals for the upcoming years? Any tips that you'd like to share with us? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy to happy to share through that. So the first thing is, again, I reflect on the lives that I've had the privilege to impact. I want to say that again. I reflect on the lives I've had the privilege to impact because any time you have an opportunity as a professional, regardless of what your function is, whether you're in sales, whether you're a doctor, whether you're a therapist, whether you're the clerk at the local you know, grocery store. You have an opportunity each and every day to, to have a positive impact in someone's life. That's a privilege. It's not something to be taken lightly. So it's important to reflect back on the lives that I've had the privilege to impact. Second, it's looking back at goals, large and small, to assess the achievement. So when I think about goals, and, and again, my mindset has changed on this over the years, but it's still fundamentally the same. To the question of setting goals, we live in a world that moves at the speed of life. We see it mm-hmm. all around us every day. I am a believer in setting long-term goals. I want to be clear about that. I am a believer in setting long-term goals, but on an annual basis. 
I break annual goals, goals down into monthly or quarterly goals. The most important aspect of any long-term goal, in my experience, is the day-to-day -day planning and execution. So again, awesome to set long-term goals. You should do that. That involves what we refer to as the tail global as visioneering. So it's casting that vision. Where do you mm -hmm. want to be? And then reverse engineering that to understand what are the critical steps to get there. And what we have found in, in, our, in our research and what we have found, frankly, in our day-to-day -day of living what we teach is that having 30-day goals, reviewing goals on a 30-day increment, ultimately leading up to quarterly, ultimately leading up to annual, is the most efficient and oftentimes delivers the best results in terms of achieving those results. But it's not just me who thinks that. I like the way John Brandon, contributing editor at Inc.com, talks about this topic. He says, my challenge is to live in the moment of your own productivity. What are you doing right now to achieve greater success and to complete tasks? What should you be doing now? It's easy to say that Herculean project doesn't need our attention because we have time and want to avoid the stress. It's better to chip away on a daily basis because now is when you can deal with the problems and produce your best work. Now is when you can change a bad habit or address a glaring weakness. Tomorrow, you might not have that chance. I think there's a lot of truth in that quote, uh, and it's something that I've employed in, in my personal life, in my professional life, and it's something that we teach our, our students and our clients. That's awesome, and I hope everybody listening to this is taking that to heart. You, you have to be able to slow down from just having a big goal and begin to put in the steps to get there. That's huge, and I know that's going to help a lot of people. Thank you for sharing that. That's that's awesome. So my favorite question of every one of these sessions that I have in every podcast is always the one where I want people to reflect and just give that nugget of advice. So I'll say to you, Elijah, if you could go back to day one and meet yourself at the beginning of your career, what advice would you give that young, excited, passionate, driven, <laughs> relentless Elijah? What, what would you tell that guy? Well, by the way, all of everything you just said still exists. Um, but I would tell you to that to that younger Elijah. I, and I, when you ask this question, I mean, it's it's such a good question, and it's something that frankly people should really think about more often. I would tell that Elijah. Number one, cut yourself some slack every once in a while, right? Like wow. I, I remember coming out and and into my career and launching into it and. I didn't always stop and, and pause and, and have fun doing it. Now, I was successful in my corporate America career. I continued to move up the chain. I, I, I did all of those things. But as I look back on it now, I missed opportunities where I could have had more fun doing what I was doing. But I didn't because I was so focused. I was so down to – I was so, you know, heads down. Um, and I, and I, I, I would do it differently uh, if I had it a second chance to do it. And along the same lines, I would caution that Elijah, and frankly, I would coach that Elijah to employ principles that supported a better work-life balance. In a world like we live in, where you're never really off, right? You, you have your iPad, you have your phone, you have your laptop, it's 24-7 media. I mean, there, we, it's just so difficult for people to unplug. And I don't know that you can, anybody ever really does a great job of, of totally unplugging. We live in such a fast-paced uh, life where 
oftentimes work and, and personal life, they, the, the lines just get totally blurred. And you have to be really intentional about putting up guardrails that says, no, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to have a strong work ethic. I'm going to set goals. I'm going to strive for those goals. I'm going to work every day for those goals. But I'm also going to have time for me, and I'm going to have wow. time for my family and time for my loved ones. Uh, because, you know, as we were talking just before we started, Jermaine, you know, our, our children both are getting a lot older from the last time we had a chance to work uh, together, right? Mm-hmm. So time moves on, and, and, and as it's, easy to, it's easy to not think about that when you're in the moment. So I would tell that, Elijah, have some work-life balance. You know, the line between strong work ethic and becoming a workaholic can be blurry for young, ambitious professionals. And truth be told, in the beginning, I was certainly no exception to that. So let's say you did give that advice to younger Elijah. You know yourself better than anyone else. Do you think you would have listened? Do you think how you think you would have received that? <laughs> well, I would have needed more than a podcast to probably get him to understand <laughs> that. That's for sure. But I think with some good coaching that I could provide him now that I couldn't have provided myself back then, uh, I think that yeah, eventually we would have come to terms. Uh, and I think he would get it. But it's a, it's a fair question, and it wouldn't have been easy to do. Gotcha, gotcha. So from what I'm, I'm gauging from you, Elijah, and I, I thank you again so much for jumping on the, on the call and on the podcast, it just sounds like your perspective of work has evolved as you have evolved. And as you've grown, your understanding of, of what you do and why you do it has evolved as well. And I'm just excited at the idea that it's a journey. You know, it's not like it's a one-stop fit-all. Day one, when you first started your career, you had everything figured out, and you just stayed on that same path. But you've had some, you know, career changes, went in some different directions, and ultimately ended up at a place where now you're leading and you're able to use all of that knowledge and experience you've acquired to serve other people. And what, what better way to view work than as an opportunity to serve people, to lift people up, to inspire and encourage people, and you get to do that every day. So I, I open up the floor to you. I'd love to hear a little bit more about what you're working on right now and, and what you're endeavoring to do and, what, and even the successes that you've had since you actually stepped out there and begin this process. love to hear some of your thoughts and some of your, your things you've got going on right now. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that opportunity. And, you know, I think it, it is important to recognize that, uh, you know, people people do evolve over time. You know, the experiences have this this way of of impacting how people see things, how people respond to things. Um, ultimately, you know, people we we develop a mental toughness, right? And 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 that mental toughness prepares us for for more uh, responsibility, uh, to take more risks and do it in an intelligent way, but also to be able to accept whenever something doesn't go. Uh, exactly how you've planned it to go, because in my experience, generally speaking, plans are great, but they're going to evolve. They're going to change. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of things outside of your control that you've just got to be willing to adapt to whenever those changes come come to pass, Uh, because Mm -hmm. the alternative is is not where you want to be, right? The alternative is just to be a victim of your circumstances, and and nobody nobody really wants to do that. So it, it is important on a regular basis. I don't know if it's annual for everybody, but it's important to take a step back and say, you know, as you're, like to your question earlier, as you're reviewing your year in review, 
you know, what did you learn? What were the experiences? Uh, what happened? How did you respond to those experiences? What did it teach you? And what are you going to employ that you've learned moving forward? So it, it, it is an ongoing journey, to your point. It, you know, your career, a prof- your professional life is not, a, is, is not a one-time thing. You don't generally come out of college, find your job, and retire from that, that company, uh, you know, 30, 40, 50 years later, whatever, right? Things change, uh, and you've got to be willing to, to evolve and adapt along with those things. So one of the things that we're really focused on at Zetail Global is when we think of professional services and when we think of training providers, we're trying to disrupt that industry by bringing transparency to the industry, by packaging mm. our services in such a way that it's clear for our clients to understand what they're getting for their money. Uh, mm-hmm. it, also re- it also liberates us, frankly, from uh, having to go back and forth through sort of, you know, this ongoing relentless negotiation process. We just tell you up front, here's what we're going to do. Here's where we think we can impact and have a solid, uh, here's where we think we can have a solid impact on your business. Here's the price. And, and we move forward or we don't move forward, frankly. Um, and that's okay, right? So we're trying to bring that transparency. We're trying to package services in such a way that is not being done in the industry right now. And we're only focusing on the areas that we think uh, that we have expertise in. And, and that's, again, different from what a lot of services firms do, where they try to sort of be all things to everyone else. And, and that's not what we're trying to do. We want to, be, we want to do a few things really, really well, and we want to have a positive impact on companies and on people's lives. That's the driving uh, factor at Zeteo Global. Uh, we're not a huge company yet. Maybe we'll get there, but honestly, we're focused on just helping people and companies change their, change their current situation into their desired situation. And how could someone listening that's interested in having a consultation or having some, some professional development, how could they learn more or where would they need to go to get some more information? Yeah, great question. So first and foremost, our initial conversations are always free. So we want to have a conversation with anyone who's interested to determine collectively if we're going to be a good fit. You know, we recognize that not everybody is going to be a good fit for us, and we're not going to be a good fit for everybody, and that's okay. So if folks want to go to zeteoglobal.com, again, that's www.zeteoglobal.com, zeteoglobal.com, they can read about us, they can understand what we do, we list our services out there right out in the open. We package our services. We try to be as detailed as possible. We provide pricing up front uh, so interested parties know what their investment is going to look like uh, before they even get on a call with us. And, again, we believe that's the type of transparency that the industry needs, uh, and we think that the market is going to uh, continue to respond well to that uh, as we move forward and as we grow. So, again, thetailglobal.com is our website. Um, but you can also go to Facebook, look us up there. We're on LinkedIn, and we're also on Twitter. Perfect, perfect. Well, I do want to say this has been a great conversation, and I hope all of our listeners were able to get some of this wisdom because there's a lot of truth being shared here. You've got to be, one, understanding of who you are, understanding how you measure success, really stepping back and recognizing that you're not in pursuit of greatness. You just got to have the right character. And if you put those things in place and you get the right character, greatness will come. And then we, we really dove in and spent a little bit of time talking about 
what does it mean to be successful? How do we measure success? How do we review a year, and how do we project into a future year? And we landed on, on this great narrative on what makes Elijah Elijah and how he would kind of coach his own self. So great conversation. I believe I, I can't even doubt that you got something out of it, and we'd love for you to share your thoughts, your feedback, even your comments in, this, in the comment section. So check it out. Until next time, thank you so much for joining. You don't need a do-over. You need an action plan with me, your host, Jermaine Donaldson, and our special guest today, Elijah Condalone. If you get a chance, don't sleep on the tail global. You can check that out again at www.zeteoglobal.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time, have a great day. Bye-bye.